And that's horrendous. And we keep perpetuating this by just feeling smug about ourselves because we're, we're doing that. <sighs> there we go. How many times have you done this so far? How many episodes of yours? With hot sauce? Yeah. One. <laughs> one? Is this the first? This is the second one. This is the second one. Right. So yeah, today we have uh, Dimi. Uh, for the second time, uh, he was here, not, not here. He was in this podcast around one and a half year ago. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. But so it, was, it was over Zoom, so. It's, yeah, it's, it's nice good to, to have you in, uh, face to face, yeah. Uh, it's always better, yeah, having a more I agree, and now there's a, like, we could do it in a way that I could order these and have them sourced myself, but no, this is a much better format. Awesome. Nice. How, how did you feel about the previous one? Uh, it was good. It was actually more interesting. Okay. I think, do you have at any, least for me. Yeah, didn't have any accidents, no. which was nice. <laughs> I'm a big fan of spice food, so... It's gonna great. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm thrilled. Uh, I, I've seen the formats. Uh, well, in the hot ones thing. So um, yeah, for for the people that uh, are watching, uh, not just listening, you have probably seen that you have we have some extra talents on the table. Yep. Um, it's like a tribute to the to the hot ones show where they consume like. 10 hot sauces, 10 hot wings with different hot sauces and each time we're going up a scale, uh, each round and we have from the mild one to the hottest one in the world right now which is two, over 2 million in the Scoville unit and if, if this doesn't make sense for you, um, Tabasco which you are probably familiar, familiar with or you have tried it it's around 5,000 uh, in the Scoville unit, so it's Possibly. somewhere here between the second and third. Right. So it's like just 5,000. This is over 2 million. So yep. if you think Tabasco is hot, then uh, it's yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, wow, 4,000 times hotter. So that means. Yeah, I like all of the maths you did, the maths. Yeah, stuff. well, it's all like that. <laughs> I'm, I'm good like that. Nice. Uh, do you want to start with the first one? Yes. Yes. Let's, yeah, let's, let's go for it. Since you are a designer mm -hmm. and also a food expert, I'm not. Maybe food. I, I work, consider you a food expert. I work with hospitality, which is close enough. Um, I want you to maybe. Uh, give us your thoughts on what you're testing, mm -hmm. and at the same time, what do you think about the bottle, the, the label on the bottle? Mm. So, uh, Howlin' Monkey, okay? So, this is, okay, so first of all, like, all of these are hot sauces, so this is not just spicy, because many times you know, people serve hot sauce, but it's just spicy. This is actual hot sauce, so it's close enough to perhaps Worcester sauce or things like that. Um, yeah, like the label, I I like more traditional labels, like the second one. Hmm. I think that, you know, 
topography-wise, like the more serious it looks, the more like medicine, I suppose. The more mm. I okay find it interesting. So we already did a podcast together. Mm -hmm. uh, for the people that haven't seen the the first one, I will have the link. But if you want to, you know, say two words about you. Well, I'm Dimi. Um, I'm a brand identity designer. Um, I'm used to saying these words again and again. Um, I design um, brand identity for hospitality businesses uh, most of the time. Um, I live in the UK for the last almost six years now. Um, I'm currently in Athens, where I'm originally from. Um, and yeah, I, I, I do a lot of work uh, on semiotics and um, symbolism. So that's my area of focus. And this is usually what uh, drives my work, I suppose. Nice. Yeah. Um, in the beginning of every podcast, I'm asking everyone the same question. What's your distance from your destination? Meaning, what's your goal right now and where are you going to go? So. Since you're the first one that is coming back for the second time, and it's something that I, I would like to do, uh, I would like to know, like, you tell me that your goal back then was to make sense of things as the things that we do as designers mm -hmm. and etc. So yeah, are you close? You are far away from that goal. Well, are I'm, you closer? Are you changing the goal? Well, the thing is, okay, so... Uh, it used to be a distant mountain. Now, it's a it's a mountain that's closer to me, but it also I realize how much uh, more high it is than I expected it to be. Um, so things like open up um, as I'm going, but I do feel I've covered lots of ground. So. The more the more I work in this direction, the more I realize how um, how much work has to be done in this situation. Um, the well, the coronavirus and, and all that has brought um, um, a very different approach to work. Um, it's more and more important to take any uh, any kind of client work that is possible to take right now. So um, all of the research, all of the personal projects, all of the um, uh, leisure time has to be last priority right now because we live we live in times of uncertainty. Mm. And it's really hard to say uh, for for us who are self-employed. Sometimes you you don't know when when your next paycheck is coming so you want to make sure that you've optimized for all um uh, for all situations that's the one and the, the second is like this is the first year now that we're social too again a bit like <laughs> we meet people outside and, and all that um so it has made sense for me to spend lots of my free time, you know, getting back together with people, family, visiting Greece and, and all that without... That's very important. Yeah. So, well, 
uh, lockdown was really good for catching up with reading and research. Mm. Uh, but I was happy to, uh, you know, not have my um, my foot to the uh, gas pedal uh, during the summer. Like uh, it was, it was nice to to be more relaxed about it, I suppose. So I'm. I, while I've covered lots of ground, I'm probably the same distance from my destination as I was. Okay. And it's um, a hard destination to get there. I don't know. I For me, it's even hard to comprehend how you're gonna do it. Uh, well, making sense. Of yeah. So, so the thing is, um, so I read a lot and um, I, I think uh, every every year I seem to be reading more and more. And while like last year when we spoke, I, I would be in the habit of having about um, 10 books open at any given time. Right now I have 25. The thing is... Nice. so. The thing is, like you, um, as you're reading things, you understand that there's foundational work that you have to do. Um, there's probably a reference that you think, while reading, you think, oh, it's really important to check this first. Mm. So you leave that book open. You go back to a more fundamental thing and more fundamental thing and more fundamental thing. And so, okay. so for example, like we we have talked about how how found like really important to um, uh, to introduce uh, some sort of um, groups of symbols that we can, you know, slowly start to understand them. And well, I came came about a whole idea um, uh, of a new way of structuring uh, the process of making categories, for example. I didn't know there was there were people thinking about that, like how mm. uh, how you make categories, how you group things in places, and what's the what's the traditional method, and what's the more modern method, and um, uh, you know, as as things progress, like it's more and more um, deep, actually. Uh, mm -hmm. So I well. It's so valuable in my everyday work that obviously it pays off <laughs> straight away, even just being familiar with these ideas. Um, but yeah, it's um, it's really hard to anticipate how it's going to look in a year from now, in a year from that, in a year yeah. from that. Like, um one and a half year ago, when we last spoke, you you had like four hundred books on your list. Yes. Now you have nine hundred ninety. <laughs> so yeah, I do believe that um, October is gonna start with one thousand books in my uh, to read list. That's huge. <laughs> well, yes, but the thing is, like, um, there's there's obviously no time to do that. I, I, I have to triage every time. I finish a book, I, I look at this list again, I have to reprioritize and say, okay, well, what's what's really important, what's really mm. pertinent. I'm happy that since the last time we spoke, I'm partnering up with a friend um, uh, in the business. Uh, she's doing uh, packaging design and websites. 
and I do more branding work and um, nice and that type of thing. But even through that, like it's good to have at least a person to <clears throat> weigh in in the things that I should be focusing on right now, nice. because my yeah. curiosity can take me, you know, in in places that are not optimal. Like, mm-hmm. And well, there's there's there are simply not enough lifetimes to yeah. read <laughs> one thousand books. So yeah. Uh, should we go for the yeah, second one? And I want to ask you about your partner. <laughs> so I'm curious. So it says first we feast presents hot ones. Are these like the official mm-hmm. official sources? I have the first, middle, and um, in the end. <laughs> That's very interesting. Yeah, they're, they're so big now. They have their own yeah, brands. brands. I need to make a hot sauce at some point. Yeah. Mm. I was thinking the same thing. Even for myself, you know, it's just good. Mm. Mm. Should, should we combine powers? <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> I really wanted to make it. I was researching a little bit. I was even researching how to close the bottles of those. Uh, mm-hmm those things, or if you're making it with a uh, candle, uh, wax, yeah. you're going to close it with wax. <laughs> so, yeah. Packaged food is the hardest thing to to do in, in terms of bureaucracy and things like that. So, yeah, you have a partner now. Yes. Similar well, branding. Yes. Uh, the so last time we spoke, I think you were in the process of creating the website it wasn't ready yet yes nothing was ready uh, not even like i was i was going through the rebranding mm. so now we have a website pretty cool website thank you but well, it's very clean well it's fine um, and i, I like <coughs> sorry yeah i like the experimental in the end the um, the map of the particles part- um, part- Well, the thing is, um, first of all, during research, there was there was at some point where um, I really wanted to make a mind map of the things I was reading about. You know how how the mountains symbolize um, wisdom, for example. Like you you go high in the mountain, you're a hermit, and um, it's tied to wisdom. And it become so complex that I knew that pen and paper was not going to cut it uh, because it was like insanely complex. So I started realizing that there is there is a good reason to try to do this in a computer um, and use some so. Essentially, every dot you see in this map is um, a symbol and ideas that are connected, concepts that are connected, symbols that are connected, they're connected through a line. But this line has physics. Mm-hmm. So essentially, it works like a rubber band or a, or a spring. So the stronger, the, the more references we find of connections between two ideas like fire and heat, mm-hmm. for example, right? Um, the, the closer, the stronger this elastic band oh, okay. is, so the closer together the pull of these 
um, particles. So now that we have something like 8,000 connections <laughs> in there with about 2,000 ideas, I think, something like that, um, there's a... Um, it, it, the physics give it a shape by itself. So it, it, it is arranged in the way that the physics think that it is better. Mm -hmm. So in this way, the more central ideas just gather themselves okay. in the center. So um, that's not something like we program into it. Mm -hmm. This is just happening. It's like. Uh, AI. Yeah, yeah, but well, it's not AI, yeah, but it's, 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 it's happening. But yeah, it's stupid programming, but yeah, still yeah. the programming, the modeling gives us a great idea of which uh, concepts are more central than mm. others. So you have something like um, fire or water or gold or the moon or mm -hmm. um, spring, which are much more fundamental ideas than, uh, you know, the werewolf. Okay. You know, um, uh, and well, this is the first stage. So the way this works right now is we have we have lots of reference books on symbolism, and we just track these connections and we mm -hmm. put them in there. So it's not scientific at all. It's very biased. It's the personal experience of our business. Mm -hmm. But the second phase of this is we intend to open this in a way similar to Wikipedia. Oh, okay. So in in some way, if if you have a connection that you mm. think you know the sun might be connected to um, fire, to yes, well, fire is obviously Visuals. there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, to milk. Let, let's let's say that you you think the sun is connected to milk somehow. Um, that you will be allowed to put this this in. There will we're going to have a review method mm. of some sort of, you know, uh, with upvoting or some some okay. other way to to introduce that, so that this will uh, eventually um, uh, surpass our biases and become more like a global reference of symbols nice. rather than yeah because you know. For something to be in there, it has to be in a book that I will own, and it's still still good enough for us to see, well, what we have right now. But it's it's not scientific; it's just very biased. It's um, it's good enough for us, uh, but if this is going to be um, valuable to mm -hmm. everyone, it it makes sense now. And yeah, will you use it? Like a map, like a it's still going to be a map, yes. Mm -hmm. And basically, what you can do is the the idea is is multiple. First of all, it's a visual way to understand some things, and again, to come into conclusions on what is central and mm -hmm. what is not, and what's important and what's not. Uh, the second is, is it can be an inspirational tool for people. Mm -hmm. So when you want to when you want to easily um, you know, you have words like wisdom or um, justice or mm -hmm. things, oh, spice, mm -hmm. right? Things that you want to associate with a brand. So you have some, um, well, 
it's a really intriguing idea. <laughs> so you have fire, which is nice. You have the triple X, which is a different symbol for you know spicy or stay away or things like that. Um, you have the nuclear sign and um, you know some sort of post-apocalyptic design in here. Um, you have uh, flames ca coming out of mouths, which mm -hmm. is uh, uh, interesting. You have orange and red and warm mm. colors, um, like this. This salmon one is, looks outside of the ordinary, yeah. which is uh, which is nice. This is uh, green, but it's uh, it's Indian, so it's green, orange, mm -hmm. and and white, which is uh, you know relevant to. Um, to that. So you have certain things, you have certain symbols that essentially play a role in us. Um, so I could use it to, if I want to design a new sauce, yes. to see what's close to hot sauce and design something around it, or go all the way to the other way like this one and be completely different. Pretty much. Okay. That's, that's one approach, yes. Mm. Uh, well, you will have to, there's still the, the map itself cannot do everything, so yeah. you need to know you'll need to know the market and what mm -hmm. exists out there and what doesn't. But it's um, like a guidance, like a yes, uh, and starting point. The important thing is like compared to um, an intuitive uh, idea, you know, just because this is referenced, and especially if if it's global and everybody can. Yeah. Uh, work on this, you already use what people already recognize mm. as close to the ideas that you want. So if we have if we have ideas that triple uh, X and fire are related to mm -hmm. chili, to spiciness, to uh, to that, well, you already work with that and you can decide whether to use it or not. Mm -hmm. uh, but that's the um, I see. That's the main. Okay function nice. nugget honey i like sweet ones so let's see what do you think about this one i like that it's sweet the um, crust on the um, on the chicken um makes it feel like a pancake <laughs> true i think sweet flavors work with spice food a lot mm -hmm. they are complementing each other mm. It's, it excites your tongue a bit. <laughs> You're familiar with spicy food. What's the spiciest food you have ever, ever eaten until now? Mm. So, um, there is a plate from Bhutan that I've had a few times. It's called Emma Datsi. Mm -hmm. And it's, um, well, essentially, it's just spicy peppers and goat cheese. And that's it, like, <laughs> um, yeah. Um, with some olive oil involved in, in all that. So it's pure, like, uh, peppers. There, there's yeah. not a lot going on, yeah. Yeah, there's not. So it must be really hot. Yeah, so it, it, is, it is quite hot. Um, but the thing is, like, it's really hard to find Bhutanese restaurants anywhere oh, okay. uh, so I, I do it at home uh, not so successfully <laughs> um, it's really hard to find the appropriate peppers I suppose I do something like it with um, regular supermarket peppers but generally we have um, a really good 
um, Indian place uh, close to us in East London called the Taste of India. And I usually have the chicken nagashari, which is pretty much um, well, chicken with uh, potatoes and carrots and um, onions and naga pepper okay. curry thing. So that's my usual. This is nice. Yeah. It, East London is, is really good with spicy food. Like you have all these sort of um, Eastern cuisines like um, Indian, Pakistani. Mm -hmm. I also remember when I was in London in the markets, yep. there was a lot of people having their own uh, hot sauces mm. and they were selling them. I couldn't bring anyone because <laughs> I need to travel yes. with on the plane, but yeah. Well, yeah, like um, in England in general, you have this idea of, um, of curry as uh, fast food. Mm. Like, you know, you late night, you have a few pints, you come back home, you order takeaway curry, some rice, just have that. In, well, you can have a kebab or a burger, but, uh, you know, um, Indian food is, is part of the yeah. average takeaway uh, day. So, um, yeah, it's usually after good night's drinking. Um, <laughs> um, it's easier to, it's easier to tolerate as nice. well, I suppose. Um, and you're going back now, but you're going to Liverpool? Yes, I'm going to Liverpool. Nice. Probably, possibly, <laughs> not 99%, which is... Okay. Yeah, which is close enough. So um, I'll be going back to London for a couple of weeks and try to find a flat in Liverpool, move there and yeah, keep. I think I'll stay there for about a year or two at least and then reassess. Mm -hmm. I think I think post pandemic, um, while London is is open now, like uh, social events are happening, you can go in a club. You can go party, you can do... I things. think you can... You don't need to wear a mask. No, no, no. There's no... Yeah. Um, yeah. We, we didn't need to wear masks on the street ever. Um, it wasn't mandatory. But I mean, even in the... But even in indoors, social, yes, uh, yeah, social transportation, things, transportation stuff, yeah. supermarkets, all of this is open, which is well, a positive sign. But even then, I think the important social things, like the, the important physical things in there, are going to be slower than usual. So um, Adobe Max is not happening yeah. and um, um, hospitality events are not happening and, and all that. So even, the, well, they might be allowed, but it's still going to be some time where we try to assess. Yeah. I believe in the in-person. I'm, I'm terribly bored by all the um, digital events that happened this year yeah. uh, they tried of course they, uh, yeah and, and people trying to convince themselves but that it's the same thing it's yeah. it's not it's i was waiting for adobe max to finally come to europe yeah and when I finally they came I, I bought the tickets at once and they just uh, well we're counseling yeah. we're gonna do it online now <laughs> and the thing with online is is it's filthy cheap for them to do yeah so it's going to be sexy for them to just keep their format digital. And they're going to probably yeah, keep it from now on in a way. 
uh, even if the actual event happening, mm. it's happening, they're gonna probably, you know. And it's easier for people to watch it, I guess. Yeah, but the thing is, is like, it's it's another Zoom meeting. Like this. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> <sighs> what a couple <of> years. <laughs> but you're going back in a pretty interesting way. You're gonna have a road trip, yes. a train trip. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm flying to Rome uh, in a couple of weeks, and I will I will stop in uh, five or six destinations from uh, across Italy, go to Switzerland, Germany, the Netherlands, and going back to uh, the UK via train which is well hopefully like it's still um uh you know you cannot be 100 certain with uh these last two years like yeah. the way the way travel has uh has been so how much time do you think it's gonna take you i think i'm going to be crossing in about 15 days in total mm -hmm. like and friends to visit and all that in, in every step of the way so that's good and that's my initial plan anyway. If something happens, I can always take a plane from where I am and go straight to yeah, uh, straight to London. That's the contingency scenario, I suppose. But yeah, very nice that you can do that. Yeah. Uh, shall we go on the yes. fourth one? Yes. <laughs> oh, nice. Curry. Is it more familiar? Yes. <laughs> and I've been I've been in Greece for a few months now. Mm -hmm. so curry is the one thing that I missed most from mm. British cuisine. Yeah, especially if you have it so much. Yeah. You're gonna definitely have better um, quality restaurants. Yeah. Here I don't think it's a thing. So there are some good places, but not a lot everywhere. I agree. It's really hard to, um, to, well, where I live, I don't think we, we have an Indian restaurant anyway. So even if you order, it's going to be from far away. It's going to take an hour. It's very expensive because these these people don't have enough traffic to, mm -hmm. to make proper prices work. So it's very different. It's a nice sauce. I don't think it would work with anything other than chicken. Mm. Like I don't think I would put it on a burger mm -hmm. or, or chips. Mm -hmm. And when we were in France, in Paris, I used to eat a lot of Vietnamese food and anti-Asian mm. food. Nice. So I do miss that now that mm. I'm back. <laughs> Vietnamese is nice, yeah. It's faux Vietnamese. Yeah, yeah, the soup, yeah. What do you think about the design of this one? No, I'm not the target market. <laughs> I I can understand the design choices. But it's a bit too pop art for me. Mm. Or more of a again more of a traditional design typography type of person. I'm not thrilled with the design, but the source is really good. Good job, Shaquanda. This is the curry hot peppers. Well done. Compliments to the chef. Great. They have the, your seal of approval now. 
how is it going with uh, symbol branding? Are you, because you wanted to focus on food, um, actually not just rest, any restaurant, it was like more... All the uh, crazy ones. Yeah, crazy ones. Well, that hasn't happened, but mm -hmm. that's more of a goal rather than anything else. Um, so since we spoke, I've done a um, very interesting Mexican restaurant, which was really, really nice to work with. Well, they're a bit more sophisticated than your average um, Mexican fast food restaurant, but still no crazy, crazy, crazy ideas, mm -hmm. I suppose. This is still something that's extremely interesting to me. Um, uh, not no such clients as yet. I think I think the pandemic is going to bring some uh, pause in the very crazy ideas as well. Like people are going to be trying safer things yeah. uh, for a while. Should we do that or should we do the opposite? Well, instead of being safe, being going crazy. <laughs> well, the thing is, um, it's a good question. I wish I had an easy answer for that. Uh, well, everybody is. I do believe that in general, as a society, globally, the Western world or the, the global society, we have been taking more risks than we should. So I think we're wasting a terrible amount of money exploring bad ideas mm -hmm. and there's there's the opposite thing which says yes and you know every now and then we have a tesla we have x y and z um, which is nice um but i'm not sure I, i'm not 100 percent convinced that um you know throwing money away in ideas just just because we can is <laughs> is is a great concept now if someone's convinced that a crazy idea is a good idea then go for it a hundred percent i'm more skeptical of the things we just try for the sake of them um, mm -hmm. we're not really convinced and we're not really sure and, uh, <laughs> do you um, do you think about them more like a, a waste i do Mm -hmm. I do think, like, um, do you remember um, Google Glass? <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. It was a terrible idea. Yeah. Like, it, it seemed like, okay, the thing is, they were not just trying, so they, they knew that it wouldn't work. Mm -hmm. Okay? So the thing is, like, they had to maintain a lie in order to do other things. So many concepts in Google Glass were really interesting. Mm -hmm. you know, high definition cameras, portability, augmented reality, all that. All of these were good ideas. But somebody had to bullshit the way through the corporate ladder to say, we will make this and we'll put it in glasses. And um, that was a problem like um they knew it was a bad idea and they tried mm -hmm. it anyway i feel that there's better ways to uh, you know think about things and be more precise so now that's a different idea from let's say galileo when he said like 
the the earth is rotating around the sun not the other mm -hmm. way around like it was still a crazy idea in 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 its time mm -hmm. but the thing like galileo had the con conviction that his ideas right so mm -hmm. i'm not against going against the grain is is more is more about of yeah let's try it and see what happens like that i think mm -hmm. that's uh yeah i think the one is more like um how do you say like a concept like a how things work in the universe and the other one is like yes. let's make some sales it's yes like, yes it's precisely month, it's a, it's, like, it's uh, very much a sign of, of how you know um the economy works and, and all that um mm -hmm. there is this very bad um there's this very bad um silicon valley approach which is you know um do it now and apologize later <laughs> And you see this with uh, things like, uh, well, we had some problems with Uber in in London. Um, there's, well, um, the way we use plastics, you know, everything. Like in the 80s, like people thought, oh, let's use plastic for everything. It's, it's a great idea. And you, yeah, you I actually ask, I think, I don't know if it's in the 80s or the 50s or before, they wanted to use plastic in order to not use the paper bags yeah. and save, it was the like trees. saving yes. the trees yes, yes, and the greatest plastic. Right. So. Well, <laughs> that's, that's fine. That's fine. If you don't know any better, that's mm -hmm. fine. The problem is when you, when, when you decide that um, let's do it now and just, if it doesn't work. Like you know it, yeah. but you don't really care. Yes. Mm. So that's that's where i i draw the line mm. like um it's an increasingly um common problem for previous generations to put um you know the the points of failure in the later generations like we have to to deal with many crises yeah. um, many of them could be very easily avoidable so yeah i don't, don't like this mentality mm -hmm. i agree This is sweet as well. <laughs> I can send some pineapple in there. Yeah. <laughs> Dirty Dick's hot pepper sauce with a tropical twist. Yep. How are you with biting? Are you challenged? I'm good. Um, I think this one is one of my favorites just because you said uh, the thing we were saying about this one, mm. but it gives you a little bit of sweet in there. I do like that. <laughs> it's really nice. So yeah, we are in the middle. How are you? Um, <laughs> nothing until now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't think the milk is just a prop. Yeah. <laughs> this is actually glue, like the in the photo shoots with the. Um, oh God! Have you done this? Have you done food photography or that? No, I think it's very difficult. Mm. I would like to try it. Like video, mm -hmm. use it in a video or something, like B-rolls, mm -hmm. and try some of the, the things that they do just for fun. Um, like they do, they put glue instead of milk for the cereals. Um, yeah. They put like um, shoe painting for the the lines on the on a burger. Mm. So yeah, <laughs> I've done. Um, 
When I first landed in London, um, one of my first jobs, I, I used to work in an ice cream shop there. Mm -hmm. So we had some people coming over and taking pictures of um, stuff. So we had to make it and work with a photographer. So I, I, I don't remember what they used for ice cream, but it's definitely not ice cream. And for <laughs> us, it's uh, because it was for a delivery service. Oh, okay. It has to be the real, yeah, yeah. the real actual thing. Yeah, yeah. You can style it mm -hmm. in some way, just put some sauce or put it in a nice plate, but, cannot, yeah. but um, it has to be the real thing. Yeah. So we, we have to serve everything. It's really challenging. Um, I remember we did uh, waffles and you know you only have limited time until a waffle yeah. melts the ice cream. It <laughs> just becomes um, a huge blob of things. So it was really a challenging day. I have enormous respect for food photographers. Yeah, uh, since it's I, very I saw this in, in person, yes, just uh, amazing. Do you want some chips? I haven't touched yeah. any. There yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Mm, they're cold. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can tell that you lived in London since you are calling them chips. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's. It's hard to walk away from that now. I used yeah. to... I'm Greek as well, so... <laughs> it's gonna happen. Um, growing up here, um, I... I used to have much more American language in my... Hmm. my speech. And while, while I was learning English, because I did both the um, British and the American um, degrees, I could switch. Like, I could switch. I could uh, go to the um, American test with an American accent, and I could go to okay. the British test with a British accent. But now that I live in London, <laughs> and I've started having um, real... Um, connections with American mm. people. Mm -hmm. I feel that if I switch now uh, to speak American to them, it will sound fake to them. Oh, uh, yeah. So <laughs> it's just like uh, it will sound as I'm making fun of them yeah, yeah, some, yeah. somewhere or not. Um, I'm, uh, so I've decided to just stick with the uh, London mm, okay. accent. So, how do you spell uh, color? Color. I, I, I use use everywhere. Yeah. Color, um, C O L O U R. Yeah, ev everything. Okay. Yes. And uh, theater, uh, for the R before the E and all that. And uh, yeah, I'm picking up uh, as, as the years go by, I switch from, you know, standard um, BBC English to, uh, to the more London accent. Mm. Uh, and it's going to be challenging now that I'm I'm going to Liverpool. <laughs> the the question as a, as an immigrant is like, do you switch again? <laughs> Are you a Londoner forever now? Like, is is really hard to find the the fine line between learning and imitation. Yeah, being, being honest and being fake. Yeah, when you're imitating, it's the thing that you said. You're trying. It's like you're making fun. Yes. Even if you don't. Yes, because you're a foreign learner, and it's yeah, not your, yeah. Your, so, so 
you have to teach yourself to yeah. speak English in, in any way, shape or form. So now it's very, but I think now as I'm growing older, I think I find my style essentially and just settle in. I am pretty sure that some, some scouse is going to um, seep into the way I talk, <laughs> um, but I'm not going to do it you mm-hmm. know, intentionally to say, okay, now I'm here, I have to fit in, I'll, yeah. I'll do that. Um, would see me a mile away, I suppose. Any other place that you like to to visit? Um, to live? To live, yeah. Well, Italy would be an amazing place that, um, if it weren't for, well, the economy and the way that it's absolutely, um, well. Unemployment is really similar to Greece and, and all that. Like it's really, really hard to to go there to do something. Uh, it was it was in my options. Um, I I love spending time in Italy. I would love to have the capability of you know staying there for a few months every year or something like that. But the thing is. Uh, I find with with the work that we do, there's um, the there's a certain distance you can have from the well, like from where the the money is coming from, mm-hmm. the, the public conversation, the um, like you can as a designer. You, uh, and I saw this coming here to Greece for a few months um, this winter, like. If you're retreating, you you can work from home, but essentially you're retreating from the public sphere. Mm-hmm. You go and you work, but there's no, well, there's every kind of new work I've had is carrying on from recommendations and things like that. It's yeah. really it's really hard to to meet new people mm-hmm. um, in a, in a way that is consistent. Uh, with work and do that like you see that even even very affluent people like um, so the the movie people are all in Los Angeles Mm -hmm. right even if they can afford to just live in Bora Bora for the rest of their lives Mm -hmm. like uh, they still and some of them might go so Tarantino might go to a remote place and write yeah, but, but he's Tarantino. still no, no, no. I mean, like he he doesn't choose to do that. Like most people oh. still live in Los Angeles and yeah. take some time off mm-hmm. um, oh, yeah. away, go away, do the thing, live in a, a really nice place. But there is um, there is a center of community for everyone. So mm-hmm. perhaps um, Italy is more appropriate for fashion. Yeah, and Berlin I see. Might, yeah. might be more appropriate for ac- architecture. Mm-hmm. And London is more appropriate for, you know, design and branding and Los Angeles for movies and mm-hmm. New York for financiers and bankers. Like this, ah, what was the hub of people that's really hard to mm, yeah. avoid um, ignoring essentially like uh, mm. you can't really ignore uh, that uh, for a long time if you want yeah. to be there do you think this will continue 
yes. in the years to come? Yes, yes. I, I do think that. Mm -hmm. um, one of the, so I, before I studied design, I studied mathematics in Crete. And one of the things that I realized there, because there's so many students there, and they all have like, all of them from the um, uh, natural sciences and mathematics, um, it felt like a real different place from Athens where it's more random. Like you, you cannot go in a bus mm. in uh, Heraklion where I studied and not find at least one person who, who can do, you know, complex mathematics, for example, like, well, it's not the case here. Everybody in the bus is yeah. usually under 35 or something like that. Like it's a, it's a different, it's a different structure of society. So, mm. if, um, and it makes sense that there's a research center there and, and all that. Like every yeah. every place, like every you cannot be. And I, I found out during the pandemic as well. There's no way. Well, I, it's it's very hard to. Uh, try to build a scene um, around uh, a specific thing like design or architecture or science or whatever and not have social interactions with people mm -hmm. so you can you cannot do everything over the internet yeah. like you have to physically be there during downtime with people you know mm -hmm. you have to be able to go to a bar with a, um, a colleague and uh, and relax, um, you know, uh, some of the good ideas are going to ha happen in a time where you're not mm -hmm. on the computer, you're not yeah. on Zoom. And um, even even the fact, hmm, uh, to give you an example, right? So you go out for coffee with a friend who has no idea uh, on, uh, on the profession you're working so they, they don't really have anything to contribute and at mm -hmm. some at some point they don't even understand what <laughs> really is it that you yeah. do. right well that's all fine but then you have the opportunity to to go uh, for coffee with a friend who knows what you're doing so even if you don't talk shop and you don't work together there's going to be one point where you have this crazy idea or you have this um, thing that's troubling you or weighing heavy mm. in you that you wouldn't set up a Zoom call to do that. Mm. It has yeah. to happen naturally and you have to mm. find an opening or mm. terrible weather today and my <laughs> client did this. You know, it has yeah, to yeah. be together. So I, I think this is a power of, of local places like this mm -hmm. and having a, a scene. Of some sort, like it creates it creates that opportunity because it's really really hard to say, hey, could could we set up a Zoom call? Or something to talk like the the idea needs to be more formed to for this to happen. While if you're drunk 4 a.m. in a bar and you just uh, complain about something, <laughs> you know, really really different. Yeah, yeah. Uh, social interaction is very important and. Yeah, a lot of times we don't take it as um, in consideration of the things that uh, 
we think that we're gonna have that meeting about that and we're gonna find a solution but in reality it's happening more organically uh during the day so yeah it's really hard to develop friendships Mm -hmm. if your initial point is digital networking yeah true so we go for the yeah los calientes yeah <laughs> Ooh. this is spicy mm. and hot mm. it's also quite in, in intense in flavor like um mm-hmm. cinnamony i have to say that hot ones mm-hmm. They have their own brand, but it's not like oh, we're gonna have our brand and sell sauce. They have good, um, yeah, good product, good product. Yeah, yeah, that's nice. That would go amazing in beef burgers as well. Mm. Yeah, the thing is, like, I haven't tasted one that I don't like. Mm-hmm. So all of them are amazing, but some of these stand out. Nice. So yeah. Right, so I don't see, I don't see moving to a strictly digital, global society mm-hmm. at any point soon, or at all. Really. So you must be really bored this uh, this year. <laughs> well, I'm lucky enough that I wasn't too troubled by lockdown. I'm coming out of lockdown has been more difficult for me. Um, rearranging my um, life again. Like it, lots of work was done during lockdown in terms of reading and mm-hmm. writing and all because there was no opportunity for social interactions. Now I'm always very tempted. I have fear of missing out. Mm-hmm. Friends will go out and even though I have deadlines and things happening i'll strive to push things so i can go out for an hour or two and meet people who are already outside yeah um so yeah now i realize it was boring i wasn't (laughs) i wasn't too depressed like some people during the time but now i'm uh, I'm out of it. I'm not really willing to uh, <laughs> to go back to it. Yeah, but still, yeah. you know, I have other interesting. I have, as we said, 990 books to read, <laughs> almost 2,000 movies, 700 comic books, um, more than 15,000 episodes of TV <laughs> in my watch lists. So many. Uh things to consume yes i usually am a collector so you 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 suggest something it will go in my list first without judging like if i well if i trust you in 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 some way like i won't even consider i say oh you should watch this it goes in my list Mm. then i decide what in my list needs to be prioritized but i usually keep it in in this way so you say i read this book it's interesting goes on my list mm-hmm. this is this is why it's growing growing so rapidly i do the same thing but yeah i don't have like 99 books <laughs> yeah no it's it's really tempting like um there's there's a saying about um 
business development books and self-help and all that. Like um, just the titles reflect what's troubling you in life right now. Mm. Yeah. Um, so sometimes just the title is enough to to keep you excited and say okay. And then you know I'm um, I'm on Goodreads. Goodreads suggests five or six books of that. Mm. Similar. Yeah. Is it good to that they suggest you similar books? Yes. Maybe there's usually one good book per topic, I think. So perhaps if you haven't found the right one, it's it's nice to to find another six and then go to I was thinking about it more like should we read like the same kind of books or we should read something that's opposite to what we already well it's a it's a good idea well so the first the first thing is like um even if you're uh uh obsessive in the way i am uh, i don't use the the term ocd anymore out of respect to people who actually have it but i'm still quite obsessive about the books i I always finish my books and read every single word and don't skim them and mm-hmm. all that. But if you want to do yourself some good, you can ignore many books or many chapters. There are many books that I've read that I found that this could be a blog post and somehow mm. you manage to <laughs> to put in 300 pages. Um, so wasting time is, is not a good idea, mm-hmm. but um, uh, I think that an informed creative needs to have both a wide variety of topics, but at the same time be really knowledgeable about the books and knowledge that exists in, mm. in the area of expertise, at least, and then everything else is added value and being a creative professional and an entrepreneur there's so many more things that relate to work that are really really necessary skills so things like management and uh, finances and economics and um, negotiations and research and all that like it's uh, many 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 things to be yeah yeah so now you have your company uh before you were working um on another company as an employee yes so i stopped working for other people in 2018. okay yeah so it's three years now (laughs) yeah Yeah, you told me an interesting interesting story about that. Yes, so it was it was a startup, um, and well, it was. Well, I have tremendous respect for people who work in house. I would never do that again. <laughs> that was the question. Yes, actually, um, I think I think there's. Especially for designers, mm-hmm. speak about designers specifically. I think it's a bad situation where everybody's your boss, and it's really hard to avoid saying no to many people because sales will want something, and marketing will want something, and the engineers will want an icon for their thingy, and, and you know the boss will do the presentation for the investors and whatever. 
So it's really hard to prioritize what you need to be doing. Mm -hmm. um, if you're a junior, it's really, really, really hard to know um, to know that as well. But that. even I think from my experience, a lot of companies they don't even know, like the people that in the that they are higher than you, they don't even know because I will ask. So we have ten different tasks. Mm -hmm. Which one is the priority? And like all of them. Mm -hmm. like, yeah. yeah, but we cannot do all of them in one week. So what's the priority? All of them. <laughs> yeah, so. I think it's um, especially well, for juniors. It's the the senior that not the senior designer, but the yeah the, the people above yeah, him. Yeah, above the, him that yeah, should, uh, well, the thing is, right? There's there's some tricks that if I knew when I was younger it would be nice. Um, um, pretty much uh, everything that has to do with that sort, I learned through the book "Never Split the Difference" by Chris Voss. Is an FBI negotiator, mm -hmm. so it's a good idea to ask questions in this. So you would say, uh, okay, what do I prioritize? And people say everything. Okay, so would you, so you can ask, would you be happier if I've done ten percent of all of them by by the mm. end of the week, or have this done and nothing else done? Would, which 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 would make you happier? Mm -hmm. So that specifies it and that makes it clear for them to tell you you know what just do the one first and you'll do the other mm -hmm. next or you they can say like all of them are priority just do 10% of all of them mm -hmm. and, I'll, mm -hmm. and I'll be happy yeah so um, asking people to tell you what they have in their mind like what the what the request that they have of you looks like in their mind mm -hmm. it's gonna it's it's a very helpful skill there is a question um, that Chris Voss uh, suggests, which is uh, when when you're in a negotiation and you feel you're, um, you you cannot deliver what is asked for you of you, like you're losing essentially the negotiation. Like this, mm -hmm. this um, again, he's an FBI negotiator. Mm -hmm. Like people uh, take hostages and they ask for money. Like, so, yeah, sometimes it's not ask, like design it's life yes, and death yes, situations life and death <laughs> uh, but many times it's crazy things like people need millions and millions yeah. and you're in a helicopter yeah. or whatever <laughs> so there's a really really good question is, is how am I supposed to do that mm. so do you bring them over to your side and the, the might have so I, I, I want this magazine design done by the end of the week and uh, so 150 pages go for it mm -hmm. so like you can say i kind of do it um that will make them defend of course you can you're the mm -hmm. uh, you're the specialist I, I trust in you but if you if you ask the question how am i supposed to do that they they will put even if they have no idea they'll try to put themselves mm -hmm. in your shoes and trying to understand the scenario nice. like what's the what's the immediate steps that they want they want you to take. Mm -hmm. So even if you're the lesser part of a negotiation, like your employee and the other guy's your boss, like the how am I supposed to do that? Uh, especially with bosses that are supposed to be telling you what to do anyway. Like it creates a more specific question that um, mm -hmm. it's really harder for them to avoid. Mm. Cool. That's pretty clever. Yeah. Well, it's a, it's a good book. 
Chris Voss. <laughs> it's on the top of my list. Nice. I haven't read it yet. So. Uh, affiliate link, I don't have. Just uh, <laughs> if you buy the book, tell Chris Voss to send me five P's. <laughs> Hmm, this is interesting. So it starts vinegary, mm -hmm. but it turns smoky really quick. I don't really like the vin vinegary. If I feel so much vinegar, I don't really like it. Hmm. And definitely we have a jump from this one to this yes. one. Yes, I was about to say. <laughs> You'll know from my hiccups. <laughs> What do you do normally? If it's very spicy, do you have um, hiccups? Hiccups. Okay. I sweat, mm -hmm. and I might cry if if the hops are like this. <laughs> I'll probably cry by the next. But I really enjoy. It. It's funny that everyone has a different like hiccups. I think it's a usual thing, but most people have a different. Um, you, um, reaction? Reaction, yeah. Mm. The thing about hot hot wings that you don't have with, say, Indian food, mm -hmm. is that it's only in the cover. Mm. So the meat of the chicken actually doesn't have the. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I assume you could marinate them. Yeah. And then cook them. Yes. So, well, the marinade is the KFC one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then marinate with fire, fire. <laughs> oh, that was good. That was a bit of a punch. Okay, I'm challenged. Yeah, we are 77. Yeah, 77,000. The previous one was like 49,000. So, yeah, and that's 2 million. 2 million plus. <laughs> okay. But this one definitely has a completely different design. Mm. It's more modern, I will say. Like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it's different. Um, well, it stands out, right? Well, true. I don't like it. I like the choice of color. Yeah. <laughs> but everything else is so deeply generic that I, I wouldn't go for it. Mm -hmm. I think this, the classic one is... Uh, yeah. And the triple X. Mm -hmm. What's, uh, which one is, is this your favorite one? I think this is design. the favorite, and this yeah. is the second favorite, mm -hmm. and everything else has problems. <laughs> so yeah. Good, yeah, really good. That one. Good punch. Um, yeah, I meant to ask you, have you used um, marketplaces like Upwork, Freelancer, Fiverr? Well, I've tried. As a designer or as, a, as a, an employee? Uh, an employer. Employer. So I'm using uh, Fiverr as an employer right now mm -hmm. for um, voiceover in a video okay and they wanted an american voice and uh, the client suggested a specific person on fiverr so i'm just um, going through the motions like it wasn't my choice oh okay um 
so that's all right. Um, but oh, I've also tried using um, AppWork as a, as a freelancer. I haven't got a single hint. Mm -hmm. Not not a job, not anything. Why is that? Well, I think it it's a combination of my resistance to bullshit and <laughs> the way the platform works. Mm -hmm. um, the thing, it, uh, Upwork makes it really hard for anything relevant in terms of design work to uh, climb up. Mm -hmm. It makes sense for people who have undifferentiated businesses like virtual assistants, oh, yeah. or, uh, data entry, or you know things that you're highly replaceable. I think. Mm. Um, but with Upwork, it feels like you have to prove yourself in some way mm -hmm. that I find it really um, challenging for me to go through it. And I had the same thing with uh, job applications in, mm -hmm. in many times. Um, I'm a very, very hardworking person. I don't mind the work, but um, like even when I was even I, when I was selling ice cream rather than being a designer, I couldn't jump through hoops just because some people wanted to test me essentially like um, yeah in 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 tasks that they were not really worthy mm -hmm. so it's different it's different if you have like in in the uk you usually have a, a three month trial period okay. uh, at work that they can fire you straight away okay so essentially you're employed you're hired and you're in test setting you still get paid everything yeah, yeah. happens just they have the right to fire you at yeah. any moment mm. so it's a test period you stay for three months and, and you assess how things are going right so i'm i have no problem with that like if it doesn't work it doesn't work but i think the the types of tasks that people ask you to do um in order to get employed so the tests the questions, like I've been in interviews where, well, you have the, the classical um, bureaucratic bullshit, like um, where do you find yourself in five years, and um, what's your uh, what's your biggest uh, um, deficiency, negative? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, biggest, ne uh, no, yeah. Your disadvantage, like your yeah, yeah, yeah. your worst. I'm a perfectionist. Yeah, I'm a perfectionist. The, obviously, the normal. Yes, yeah, uh, so I'm a perfectionist. So I'm very <laughs> truthful, uh, which is uh, yeah. Um, so all of these show that the people looking to employ you have no idea about what. Yeah, you're doing. it's like you have that list. You're asking those questions. It's, yes, but the thing is, like, especially in design work, when when you have yeah. design work to show and people could ask you about your choices mm -hmm. in the actual work that you produce. They ask you yeah. just uh, the lingo. It's pretty much the same with Upwork. So mm -hmm. 
So Upwork has this um, skill tests so that you can, okay. uh, they have some automated multiple choice question things okay. where um, they ask about, uh, they even Is have, this, does them, um, the employer is no, the no, no. That's, that's that's Upwork as a platform. Ah, okay, okay. So you can um, you can take these tests, and then they will show on your profile that mm. you have these. Okay. And I tried taking one at some <laughs> point just uh, for branding. Like, it was utter bullshit. Like, okay. It was clearly the person designing the test had no idea about branding as well. Yeah. They had just the. By the way, I haven't seen that test. But LinkedIn did it like yes, a year it's ago. Also it's also You have like a Photoshop certificate, and the yes. test is like I don't remember. Like if you click, if you right click on the second layer on the, yes. it's like yes. you yes. need to remember very specific paths that doesn't yes. make any sense with design. Yes, precisely, precisely. So, so that is for me. That is evidence that this is a bad idea. Yeah, you shouldn't <laughs> bother with it. Mm -hmm. So, um, so Upwork, because of that, it's really hard. People, you know, they, they, um, they offer a project where they want you to write, you know, a thesis on why you're the, uh, the, the perfect designer to, to go for that. And you're like, you know, I find it really, really, really hard to, to work and compete with that. Um, well, no, yeah, you probably have a lot of competition, and you're also competing for the prize. I don't which... think it's. I don't think it's the competition. I don't think that. I don't think the best designers like. It's, no, it's not I mean, like it's the Design Olympics, and mm -hmm. you know, Upwork only gets the best, and there's uh, two million of you, and you know, the the first few hundred. No, it's, it's nothing like that. It's just. Uh, it's utterly pointless and random and mm -hmm. it just keeps you on the platform but it doesn't and people who do succeed in getting work through Upwork mm -hmm. I've seen in personal experience like with friends and um, colleagues that um, they have a terrible time mm -hmm. like nobody's happy and it actually takes takes time and effort from what they should be doing and well, eventually, mm. as they're moving on the career, they, they have to put this behind them. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. It's um, it's a it's a really bad. Um, <laughs> it's the worst. It's the worst bits of matchmaking and uh, <laughs> human resources. It's just. Uh, mm -hmm. I did. I haven't tried. Freelancer and Apple, I don't really know how they work as a designer, neither uh, Fiverr, but I used way in the beginning, I was back in graphic design school, um, 99 design, yes, which is like competitions. It's yes. not like someone will hire you and then you need to do the job. Mm. But first of all, I didn't have any jobs back then. I remember, I think I was um, uh, doing uh, flyers. Yeah. Um, door to door flyers. Yeah. You know, uh, stuff like that. So I was making like you know, five uh, euros per day. So yeah. um, even if I could win a competition, that will be like a lot of money back then. And, but I, I went into that not thinking that I'm going to win. Right. I never thought that I'm going to win. I went in with um, 
thinking that I'm gonna practice. Okay. Because the other thing I, uh, in the graphic design school that they don't learn, that you don't learn is how to communicate with clients, how it's a, a real uh, project, and also they give you like projects that I think they're not so realistic. Yeah, you're gonna design for a Greek olive oil. Yeah, I'm not going to do that when I'm outside. So I thought I'm gonna go there, and maybe you will, but not me personally. Yeah. Um, and I remember I went into it and I was like, you know what? I'm going to search uh, for um, um, briefs mm -hmm. that I like and I would like to add on my portfolio. And I will do it like, I will not consider it like a competition because I saw like, there were like 500 different competitions for a logo and there were people that they were competing in all of them, mm -hmm. which means that they were doing like, either it's clip art, either it, they're just doing really fast work. I was doing like one per week, something like that. So I was like more taking the time and doing research and doing it more like practice, like if it was a real client. Well, the thing is like, uh, I was self-taught before I mm -hmm. started learning design. So um, when I went to design school, I was already oldish. I was 23 and a half or something like that. Mm -hmm. And I was also quite um, socially active. So I remember being very early uh, in the Graphic Design Association, uh, in the magazines. Like mm -hmm. I was, um, I, I tried to understand the, um, the environment of the of our work um and i do remember how um how i realized that 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 type of approach wasn't wasn't really fruitful yeah and the other thing is like i as as you might have guessed i i do a lot of things so i never had time to just do design for practice. I would, mm -hmm. I would, I would do design for myself, but something that I would need, something like yeah. you know, a friend's um, DJ poster, and uh, you know, eventually they would have to get printed or um, album cover, yeah. or a logo for a band. Uh, uh, I did, uh, especially in the first few years, I did. Well, I did, um, I did a label. Uh, uh, there was, uh, I had a friend um, brewed his own beer. Mm -hmm. And that was, that was the first year I was in London. So it's just right after design school. And well, he told me like, I'm making 70 bottles. Like, um, I just want to put a label on it. Just yeah. like, how does this look? And I'm like, no, I'll, I'll make you one. Mm -hmm. So the, the curious thing about that was, we did naming, we did branding, we did the label. Like I did all of it for for seventy bottles essentially. But um, you know, it had to look the part. It had yeah. to look like a real mm -hmm. craft. 
but it was something you wanted to do. It was like yeah, I, I offered. I yeah, told yeah. him like uh, so, um, he sent me something. Mm. He told he told me like you you're good with design. How how <laughs> do you, how do you feel about that? He didn't try to tell me. Oh, okay. Would you like to work on it? Mm-hmm. It's not even that. He told me like you're good with design. how does this look? Yeah. Something he made on Canva or something. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, don't do that. I'll make you a label. But th- well, it had some real yeah. life. Um, Things I always have have a mountain of uh, projects like this even now. You know? Yeah, I think after that I also enjoy more doing my personal uh, things and stuff as a practice instead of being on that platform. Mm. But yeah, obviously, if I could win, it was a huge uh, thing, and I think it took me six months or something like that. I didn't do a lot of projects because I was doing one per mm. week or. Two weeks. Wouldn't and be like, weren't you exposed to the idea of, you know, redesigning a famous book cover or something like that? I know yeah, you've got superheroes, I, I, right? I think, yeah. So weren't you exposed to this idea while you were in school? No. Not really. And I think the, um, what I was afraid back then was the connection with a client because through that, it was through chat, but I could chat with them and ask them questions and uh, have a communication. Because I had never talked with a client. Mm. I had never yeah. seen a real brief from a client, not yeah. from school. So that was more of a practice instead of yeah, uh, the actual yeah. work. I, I did learn how to work a little bit quicker, I think, but because in school you have like six months and then you have one week, so it's... <laughs> I know. But I yeah, know. I think it took me six months to win the first one. And after that, I won like five in a row. I made like 1,275, I remember, euros. It was the most money I have ever seen in my life. And I think after a week, I clicked withdraw and I stopped doing yeah. it. And I was like, uh, I found a position as an intern where I was making like nothing. But it was like, okay, I've done that. I know that I can do it. If in the worst case scenario, I can go back to that. Yeah. But I, I think I took what I needed from it. I never thought I will win. So now that I have won, yeah, I don't need. So what I wanted to say was like, maybe in the beginning, I understand people like uh, going into that as a designer. But even if you're successful, I think you need to find a way not to be uh, consume into that for a lot of time because it's going to be yes, difficult after like that. Success in, in these people, mind, mind you that. Success in these things always takes more than it gives. Yeah. I had friends who are imprisoned in Upwork, essentially. Yeah, I, I never had it, but I feel that you're going to be successful there, but it's not your platform, so yes. you're so only you have there. to play the game. Yeah. If this is out of the game if it's closing or if you want to move out elsewhere you have nothing you have yes and it's basically that that you have to keep playing the game which is which Mm -hmm. is the worst part so if you're underpaid for a project and you're severely underpaid because everybody's underpaid for projects (laughs) i'm not trying to signal anything (laughs) Um, but if you're severely underpaid, um, you basically have this phobia of stopping 
because you just you have spent so much time in something that needs to happen and this is this is incentive for people to um, well it's nobody's fault and that's the thing like the, the people going to upwork for designs they find well they either find what they want or not both of these situations are bad mm. uh, so um, no, it's just a matter of for me um, because I had this frustrating experience in um, in uh, in my in 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 house job. Like the the one uh, condition I said to myself when I started on my own is I will never uh, rush work. Mm. I will always take as much time as I need. So that doesn't work on work at all. Yeah. So <laughs> it was that that gave me that gave me this because I've seen it in other things. So I was I was lucky when I was in my in-house work. Um, I did some coding as well, mm -hmm. and well, people um, people might think that design can happen in a day. They always have some respect for the complexity that a website will take like they always give you a month for a website whatever, yeah. whatever the, the case might be but you can see how much you can do in a day and how much needs to be done and uh, well putting the same amount of effort in design is just beyond beyond any consideration and the other thing is again cooking helps with this there are some Things like so, I, um, you cannot rush uh, certain things. Like you yeah. cannot make soup in ten minutes. You just can't. You know, it's just a matter of you know, things need to boil and stew and uh, wait and like um, as as people say, nine pregnant women cannot bear a baby in a month. You know, it's <laughs> just uh, it's not the way it works. Some things need need yeah. some sometimes so. I think um, attention with this one <laughs> okay this is the bomb beyond insanity okay I have a question did you rank them by the number or did you rank them by your taste experience no it's like um Scoville unit numbers. So this is 75, this is 135. Yeah. So I think fire is much hotter than the bottom. Really? Okay. I think it's the vinegar that just makes you feel hotter. Hmm. Okay. Most people have trouble with this one, actually. Gonna have the hiccups again. <laughs> That's good. It's good. Uh, no pain, no gain. And <sighs> there we go. This one's actually tough. <laughs> yeah. I haven't done this for a while now.
no worries, normal, <laughs> popular process. I have stronger hiccups. <laughs> it's still on my tongue. That way it's stronger. This one? Yeah. Really? Okay. <laughs> this one is hitting me harder. I can I can feel my eyes. Yeah, yeah me too. With this? Don't touch them. Okay, some more. <laughs> Here you go. I think the worst part for me when I'm eating hot sauces is the part of the lips outside, yeah. which I feel it burnt. Yes, that's, that's the worst part, worst part for me. <clears throat> God, yes. <laughs> now we're talking. By the way, you have your own podcast now. Yes. With Bill. Bill. Billy. <laughs> So yeah, uh, Billy used to live in London. We lived really close. We met in a, um, the future London fans. Oh, okay. Um, so, oh God, <laughs> have I met my master? Um, yeah, and um, after lockdown, we started meeting socially um, during last summer when pubs were open again. Oh, okay. We found an appreciation for metal music mm. and well, design. Whoo! <laughs> God damn. And. We started having these conversations about moral philosophy and politics yeah. and design combined. Yeah, because you're going really deep in your uh, podcast. We have this thing where we went out for coffee three or four times and we had these long, deep conversations that would be amazing in podcasts. Mm -hmm. Eventually, it told Billy, like, how would you feel if we recorded that? So. This is really nice because, so me and Billy, well, it's, it's no secret, like it, it's on the podcast. So we have deep appreciation for politics. I come from a um, left-wing side, Billy comes from a right-wing side in this. Okay, so already you have a... <laughs> yes, yeah, so, um, but we, uh, we might be disagreeing in many things. Um, but we have a similar um, way of approaching conversation, essentially, of um, talking and arguing without being unfriendly or mm -hmm. disrespectful, which is nice and it works. We both, in our own way, have um, trouble with the way some things are. 
mm-hmm. and postmodernism in general, which helps because even if we come from different directions, we, we have a similar uh, dedication to truth. So we're debating to change. So that helps. Uh, so it's very interesting to um, for two immigrants in London from very different perspectives, like especially when you're growing up in Greece, you hear about Sweden. Yeah. And you think like, oh my God, like this is the absolute perfect place where yeah. everything is um, fully automated uh, mm-hmm. nuclear communism or something. <laughs> but it's true. And but uh, well, here it's, you know, whatever Athens is with its trash and noise and <laughs> again, all the, all the chaos um, that it brings. So it's very, oh, water. Yes, yes, please. Do you want the uh, ice cubes? No, no, I'll be fine. So, um, I really cherish these conversations and basically the podcast was an opportunity for us to, to have these discussions because, as I said, it's, as we're growing older, it's really hard to go out with someone and say, could we please speak about, you know, pointless things for three hours? <laughs> You know, you want to share about your life, what's important, not just mm. deep philosophy. But it's it's long-term important conversation. So yeah, uh, we're essentially doing it for ourselves and just putting it out in the world. Mm-hmm. Usually so carried away that we will do two episodes in a single sitting. Ah, cool. And um, then be lazy for months trying to edit it and uh, put it online but we do enjoy the talking so i was moving back here for a bit um, coming back billy's moved to stockholm permanently right now um so yeah it's um we call it design alchemy like we're really bored with well we, we have some common things one one thing is we hate what we call um, toxic positivity, like pretending everything is fine just because mm. everyone tells you to pretend that everything is mm. fine. Um, oh God, yes, that was strong. <laughs> I told you, this one is um, dangerous. <laughs> I think this is the one that hits everyone. And people are better afterwards. Like it's, it's less of a climb or is it more of a climb? I just, yeah. It's you've done it like once. you've done it once. Is it is it a climb? It's hotter, but you know this one. It's like so it just tapers off. This just goes. like this one is like one hundred thirty-five in the scholarly unit. This one is six, uh, six like seventy hundred, and then you go to two million. But those are more like for me at least more like a hot sauce that I can eat and enjoy. This one is more like chemical okay chemical burn instead of the physical one okay i feel so that that's i think the reason that i i guess this one is like the first that hits differently i feel you <laughs> i feel you well the thing is like 
Yeah. So, um, yeah, we, we had a few episodes about um, what we call the design proletariat, which was mm -hmm. one of our biggest conversations. Um, the idea of, um, you know, the design proletariat is essentially the idea that um, good designers don't design, they're strategists and they do all this mental work mm -hmm. and you have cheap people pushing the pixels. Yeah. And as our societies become more global, um, it's still not equal. Um, there is great um, division between cheap mean me well it doesn't matter if someone's cheap if someone's good or not but essentially you want to delegate pushing the pixels like nobody yeah. so you see people like um um all this all this trend i don't want to really don't want to name names like it's um, <laughs> well actually i don't know <laughs> Well, I, I think I have to now, right? So this is one point of contention with me and um, Christo, for example, uh, that I love and respect as a friend, uh, but I we, we have major disagreements in the way we structure our work. God, I shouldn't be saying this and sweating, but... Um, like... Um, this idea that somehow being paid to think is the designer's dream or everybody's dream uh, is problematic mm -hmm. because the idea is that so you approach you're a designer you approach the global village uh, with the you know, with bright eyes, you want to learn, you want to become better, you want to improve your life situation, you want to improve your designs. And people tell you, hey, nameless person, number 275, you're important. You, you're clearly a thinker and you're just trapped in the designer's body. So here's our course and our book and our content that you will need to consume in order to transform yourself mm -hmm. from your you know sad little pathetic designer life into the um, uh, supreme situation where you just get paid to think mm -hmm. well first of all this is completely wrong in terms of you know there are many designers who are not great thinkers mm -hmm. It's good to separate the strategy bit from the mm -hmm. pixel bit. I get that. Mm -hmm. But somehow people do the strategy bit. Now they feel superior to the people doing the design bit, which yeah. is which is the problem. So mm -hmm. in other so in other um, how can I put this? Like um, in other disciplines, mm -hmm. the zoom that you're like the zoom level you're working in mm -hmm. has no impact on your status. So uh, if you're doing in physics, if you're doing cosmology and you study about galaxies and stars and planets, 
or if you're doing quantum mechanics and you're starting studying really tiny mm-hmm. specific things like nobody's inherently better the art yeah. than the other you say or uh, the sun is a million times bigger than <laughs> um than the earth so like you, you know it, it, it makes no sense yeah but somehow we're, we're, strategy is pretty much the zoomed out bit of branding mm. essentially you're thinking about the marketplace the environment is, is like the difference being a biologist and an environmental yeah. um, person. So like the ecosystem and the organism, they're, they're equally complex in their own way. So you might be good in studying the environment, okay? I'm good with positioning. I'm really good with positioning. And I use that, but I don't think, well, it, it's a lofty goal telling people, if this is what you want, then don't, don't pick colors for yeah. a logo or don't push pixels or however like we even have these degrading words right you're, yeah you're pushing pixels you're just uh sweating on the key or something you know that's that's troubling mm. especially I, yeah. now that we have a cheap source of labor to do the ugly work that yeah. you don't want to do we even make it more classist by saying, okay, this is the job for the Indians, for the yeah. uh, Philippines, mm-hmm. for the African um, people. And that's horrendous. And we keep perpetuating this by just feeling smug about ourselves because we're, we're doing that. I, I don't know if that's the thinking behind it. Like at some point, uh, even now, there's so many people in design and they're doing so cheap and there is a lot of AI in development that can do the design for you that the thinkers are the only one that they will uh, continue after that. I disagree. I, I think, I disagree. no, I don't know if that's true or not. I'm just saying that well, uh, think there is a possibility, but um, what I don't like about that idea, this what's happening, it's like, I see it more like a trending, like every designer now wants to be a strategist. Yeah. And maybe you're not cut out to be a strategist, but you want to be one and you're trying to do that. Mm-hmm. And maybe you're an excellent designer, but you don't do that because Well, I uh, I get trending. I get the so, I get the artificial intelligence argument in in a sense. I'll I'll yeah. tell you what I mean. So in our so this year my dad um, is has been a pensioner for some years now, and this year, um, because of lockdown as well, um, mm-hmm. he's making uh, wooden model ships. So he makes them on his own. He just mm-hmm. gets the plans and he cuts the wood and oh, he okay. does it like completely from scratch. Oh, okay. So this year he got a laser cutter mm-hmm. in order to make his own like to cut everything mm-hmm. really precisely and yeah. all that. So I'm teaching him um, how to use Inkscape, which is the equivalent of uh, Illustrator, essentially. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm teaching him, um, well, he's not good with a pen tool, yeah. path tool, however, uh, whatever name it has in the software. So I'm teaching him all about, you know, anchor points and, and all that, right? So my dad's an engineer. He knows, he mm-hmm. knows about, he, he is amazing with hand 
designing like yeah. um, he was really precise very sharp but it, it's still his manual dexterity skills with a mouse are not as well developed as mine than you know mm -hmm. yeah if i want to trace an apple yeah. like an, an or like um or a, a symbol of some sorts i can do it really quickly now mm -hmm. so there is some something to be said about manual skills mm -hmm. that are fairly irrelevant and as technology goes by they will become more obsolete i do think that yeah okay so like where to click or you know um i do remember uh computer like um illustrator before smart guides yeah you know things like this uh, that you generally automation is going mm -hmm. to improve yeah, because in your example, at some point, you don't even need to touch the mouse. Yes. It can, from a photo, you can have the outline or you can just download. Yes, the, but the, I, I mean, yes, the manual skills yeah. are going to be increasingly more obsolete mm -hmm. than the thinking bits. Yeah. But there are many specific disciplines like um, uh, typesetting, for example. <laughs> that well again they can be roughly automated for something mm -hmm. really big um you don't have to manually turn a whole magazine i suppose mm -hmm. but there's no way that if um if gian battista bodoni was alive today he would be inferior to a person who's thinking oh, yeah. I don't agree with the inferior. Yes. Actually, I think that your father, if he's doing the work by hand, he's superior to the guy that does it through the machine yes, I, I, really I mean, easily. Yes, I mean, so, so, so <laughs> no, no, no. What, what I mean to be saying is like uh, automation will help with the manual things. Like yeah. it's about getting used to the mouse mm -hmm. and being precise and, <laughs> and all that. Like, that's a skill. Mm -hmm. It eventually develops. It's not. It might not even be the important bit. Mm -hmm. and I'm pretty sure that people with um, disabilities of any sorts will also welcome such. Yeah, I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure it will be easier to to True. Um, to have designers with mobility uh, challenges having better and more mm -hmm. precise work as as things go by. Sure, and pretty sure they they might be working right now as creative directors mm -hmm. because of that but we might also see people doing you know illustrations like you know mm -hmm. uh things might things might might change in that regard but in in any case the thing is like we have a shaming language we have um uh you know a, a, an elitist approach to a certain aspect of the work yeah. that we're doing and now we're outsourcing this in the cheapest parts of the world. Like, uh, and that is a problem, like that creates division. So things like that are pretty much the way we, you know, the, the type of topics that we yeah. speak about in the, the podcast. It's, yeah, it's really intriguing. It's really right. interesting. Uh, are you ready for the, the next one? I don't think I'm ready, but it has to happen, right? I'm, I'm curious. I'm not ready, but I'm curious. So this time I'll be conservative and I'll judge. I won't judge it immediately. Uh, immediately. Yeah. Also, I think this one hits 
a little bit later. Mm. This one was more immediate. Yeah. But I have to say, I have to say, huge yeah. spike here. Mm -hmm. Huge. What do you think about this one? Hmm. It will be a curious word. I feel it feels very Mediterranean. Oh, okay. Not sure what they have. Garlic. Mm. Oh, it has garlic, yeah. Could be have uh, basil as well. Or something. Rice flour. Gamar Arabic something. Mm. And ginger extract. Okay. So I think it's the garlic, perhaps. Mm -hmm. It feels doesn't doesn't it feel like something you'd find in a pizza or something? Oh yeah, now that you mention it, like um, yeah, the salt, the yeah. sauce, yeah, that's true. <laughs> you have a really good taste. <laughs> well, it started from design. The aftertaste actually, yeah. it's, it feels like pizza. I have a funny design story about this. <laughs> so when I when I lived and worked in Greece, mm -hmm. um, I was working in central Athens. And we had a really good um, coffee shop um, in the corner where I would go buy coffee right before work. Mm -hmm. And um, these guys were really, really good, um, uh, uh, premium and, and all that. Mm -hmm. um, well, not really premium, like price-wise, very accessible. Um, but they would go to the World Barista Championships and things like that. Okay. So um, I was a regular at the shop for a year and a half or something like that. They knew, knew me, knew my name. One day I'm, I'm, I'm just finished with work. I stopped by for a short espresso. It's five in the afternoon or something. And they're like, um, do, you have, do you have 10 minutes? Like, sure, yeah, what's up? So they take me in the basement. So they're, they're preparing for the World Barista Championships. So they take me to the basement where they will they, they rehearse the presentation that they do for the coffees that they're going to be making. Okay. So uh, they sit us down and they show us this great disc uh, of flavors and um, it's it has pretty much every single flavor that you can think of so things like orangey or chocolate or okay. um, uh, acid or and, and it's separated in categories like fruity mm -hmm. acid bitter and, and all that and just have subcategories of pretty much okay. everything so the the proper way of coffee tasting is you you see the disc and you sort of decide where the profile fits for the immediate taste and the aftertaste, so both. And because you have a visual cue, you start thinking about is this oh this has a bit of a grape mm. flavor, pineapple, like I felt the pineapple, I really felt it, but I could also see it in the in the disc. Mm. So it helps you add I, I didn't know the existence of this visual thing. Mm -hmm. And now that I know it, it's really hard to taste anything 
without this coming into my mind. So yeah, this is I a see. situation where a visual cue has helped me tolerance, my mm. tolerance, tolerance. So this, I have to say, yep. it's not as challenging. Yep. <laughs> so the question is, would it make that, here's my systems, systems dimmy um, going forward. So the question is, should you put this here? Well, or do you I think, think the bump will be equal as just our I um, think um, I'm not sure exactly how they measure the capsimin uh, yeah. with a scoldal unit, but this one is higher than this one. Uh, I guess that everyone is hitting, like maybe someone is not feeling this one that much. Yeah. Like every so person. Every will, person is different. You think? Yeah. And so, well, you'll have. Uh, also, after this one, I, mm. I guess you can take it more easily. So, if I was removing this one, I think you will find this one really hard yeah 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 yeah. look look i get that <laughs> the, the question is where the bump is you know the bump is here for me oh, okay <laughs> so i'm i'm you know my systems oriented mind is like perhaps is it so there's scientists right so is it then we build the tolerance and uh then we, we're just used to this by this point or is it that it's it's about the the curve yeah hmm you will probably need to taste it with most more people i guess yeah <laughs> so <laughs> yeah i really wish you you made you do many of these yeah this, because they also be rate them differently yeah like the official uh scolded unit is higher than this one but in the website they could rank them like this is a five out of ten but this is a seven out of ten right so yeah so yes, it depends on yeah. the but that people have that experience that this is harder than this yeah for me i think it's because of the taste yeah uh the bird is not a uh, natural bird <laughs> could be but yeah I don't know. beyond insanity <laughs> it feels like um well, it looks terrible. The <laughs> it, design is. Yeah, the, I think it's in purpose. <laughs> no, it's not. Well, it is. Like, but it's not at the same time. You know. Yeah. Huh, it could be. It could be amazing. <laughs> it's something who might, like in. Um, who am I to judge? Right? <laughs> who am I to judge? <laughs> what, what do I have to do with the design? <laughs> yeah. It's really hard. Um, um it's the same thing as the, the thing that i told you about the um, the taste uh disc it's the same like if you have certain skills it's really hard to see the world differently like um do you, do you have this thing where you notice bad kerning uh, <laughs> in, in different situations like yeah yeah sometimes just terrible when you're um when they bring you the menu yes yes uh, yeah, <laughs> the restaurant yeah, just, and instead of choosing the like what? <laughs> yeah, it's like um, it must be really annoying for the non-designers when we do that. <laughs> well, the, there's there's this saying that it says like if you hate someone, teach them to understand bad kerning. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's yeah. Once you you know about it, it's really difficult to unsee not, it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Almost to the the last one, yeah. uh, where people can find you. Oh, what's the best place? Well, we have our website, 
um, www.symbolonbranding.co.uk. So that's the main thing. Mm-hmm. Our Instagram account was deactivated. Oh yeah. Uh, in a big Facebook um, explosion uh, uh, about a month ago. So the new um, uh, social media is Symbolon dot branding. Mm-hmm. Facebook Symbolon branding. LinkedIn Symbolon branding. Um, it's. Uh, Dimitris, Lazaru, everywhere probably mm-hmm. will have things written down and things like that. Cool. And uh, the podcast is called um, Design Alchemy. You can find it on Spotify and Google Podcasts and Apple Podcasts and everywhere you listen to podcasts, Stitcher, pretty much everywhere, mm-hmm. um, which is good. And uh, what else? Um, we're going to be soon releasing a product about um, storytelling and archetypes and symbols. Mm-hmm. So essentially, it's going to be on Kickstarter. It's going to be on Kickstarter yeah. really, really soon. It has its own social media. It's um, Animus dot cards. Uh, so it's a set of cards that have um, uh, archetypal symbols from um, really old stories of. Um, uh, our civilization, essentially, mm-hmm. uh, things like the vampire, the, the wolf in sheep's clothing, the, um, the 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 snake guarding the mm-hmm. tree. So it's all things that people in global culture will recognize mm-hmm. and we use them as ingredients for people to tell their own stories in a way that's relatable to everyone. So yeah, um, I remember we talk about uh, the kickstart like two years ago or something. So I'm really happy that you're well, doing Yes, that. I was, it was, it was a very different idea at the moment. Yeah. Um, I'm very happy to have found so, uh, yeah. uh, so the, my collaborators on yeah. this, uh, people from Cult Cut mm. in Romania, uh, Mircea, Alina and Joana. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they're doing all the illustration. Yeah, they did some amazing work. On yes, this. yes, yeah. uh, much better than <laughs> I could have ever dreamed of doing. So I'm, yeah, terribly, terribly satisfied by this. Nice. So yeah. Well, I think until the until this is edited and out, yes, I'm gonna probably uh, have yes. the Kickstarter. So I'm gonna have the, the link in the description. Yes, uh, <laughs> so definitely the social media is gonna be out uh, for people to, to get um, acquainted with this. It's animus.cards, uh, both on Instagram. And we do have a domain, which is animus.cards as well. Uh, we have a .cards domain, which is um, <laughs> uh, intriguing. Um, so yeah, that's the, that's the, the links and uh, cool. Info. I should like last time. I, I'm not sure if we spoke about my book last time. I was I'm I'm writing a book. I was planning yeah, on writing a book you, and I forgot about it. And the thing is, like, uh, I should be promoting this as well. But it's yeah, you should. Nowhere near <laughs> finished. Uh, it's nowhere near fin- finished. So, um, nah, I don't want to bore anyone. With I it. think. It's a pretty interesting book from what I remember because you're putting maths, mathematics inside, which I'm not a huge fan, but since you study that, it makes sense. Well, the thing is, the thing is like, I feel very bad 
for the way us designers have decided that uh, we need to take a distance yeah. from <laughs> more intellectual, brainy things. Mm -hmm. It's it's one of it's a very valuable skill, like all the other valuable skills we're taking. Uh, I'm really, really I'm trying to show people that, um, first of all, mathematics is absolutely relevant in design in many, many shapes and forms. Mm -hmm. um, I think when I say, most people, when they say they don't like maths, it's the maths that you learn in school, the yeah. way that you learn it in school. So, yes, yeah. but we do have this bad approach mm -hmm. to say, hey, I'm, I'm I'm just a designer, I'm not a rocket scientist, oh, okay. you know, you make it simple for me. Like, we do have this trend, mm. uh, especially in public, and it's really bad. Like, designers yeah. deserve to be smart people. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So, yeah, I do like that you take taking that approach and combining maths, and uh, it's going to be about uh, branding. Yes, so it's The next level of branding, actually. No. Ish. <laughs> uh, essentially, I'm making um, a model for for branding um, that is going to be easier to work with. Mm -hmm. That's that's my approach, and more intentional. Mm -hmm. So, um, not measurable just yet, but um, trying to understand what brands consist of. Like we're saying about capsaicin, right? So all these things have different different uh, labels and names and all that, but they have the same mm. the same element inside them. It's not an element; it's a it's a molecule essentially, capsaicin, right? Mm -hmm. and they all have it, and they have it in different concentrations, and because of that, we're judging them in a different way, and they yeah. hurt us in a, uh, physically, yeah. they make us cry in a different way. So the question is, can we? find the ingredients of branding mm. and use them in such a way that they can literally make you cry if they, if they need to. <laughs> we'll, we'll see how well, it goes. Let's, I'm let's waiting for harassment. you. Are you going to add? <laughs> yeah. For your it's not a tradition here, but it's a tradition in Hot Ones to add a last dub. Yes, please. You don't need to do it. Yes, I, I need yeah? to. <laughs> yes, of course. Yeah, there you go. it's fine, I guess. <laughs> Should I be scared? <laughs> Should I lick it? <laughs> Whatever you want. Again, I won't be quick to judge. We'll see. We'll see how this goes. <laughs> So yeah, that's that's the idea. Finding finding out the ingredients, realize how they work together, and being more deliberate in the way that we approach brand. Because I find the definition we currently have, or what others think of your business, mm -hmm. it's kind of true. But at the same time, it doesn't allow you to do anything. So you say mm -hmm. the KFC brand or the, um, the bomb brand is what other people yeah. think of you. So what? So it gives you like 
an understanding, but you don't know how to use that. Yes, but so you're basically yeah. creating like a the um, a way to use that. Yeah. Okay. But if if you say it's a collection of elements mm -hmm. that you can um, mutate, you can copy, mm -hmm. you can share. Now you have tools just by the definition. Yeah. I like the, the scientific approach <laughs> to that. Oh. And I find it difficult because it's like, um, I don't know, those ideas are more like uh, abstract a lot of times, so it's difficult to, to do that. In a sense, it's... <coughs> it's really... It's really wasteful right now. We're, you know, always fishing for the designs, and just hoping they appear in our minds. If we think, yeah, hard enough. But if you know what you're looking for, yeah, the capsaicin in, in there, <laughs> you know what you're looking for, and you know what result needs to be. You just mm -hmm. add as much as you want instead of experimenting with uh, hot peppers until you, yeah. You already have the elements, but you, you need to find them. Hmm, cool. Well, as I'm doing in all the podcasts, I'm going to ask you three fast random questions. Hit me. You can yeah, answer whatever comes first in your mind. Hit and me. Explore. So, first one is, since you're a Formula One uh, fan. Yes, I am. <laughs> your um, Which team uh, has the best branding or design oh or shit <laughs> branding or design like uh, branding Ooh. and design because oh can i separate them yeah exactly okay okay this is where i was oh, going the, the brand ferrari yeah. 100 million percent <laughs> right it's the best brand out there yeah um design i love what uh mclaren is doing with mm. the papaya <laughs> I love it. Uh, I, I love it. They really know what they're doing in terms of visuals. Well done there. I, um, yeah, Racing Point is not is not in pink anymore. So I, yeah. I would go with that. But now it's just you like, can mix them with Mercedes now. No, <laughs> no. I mean the cars. Yes, they yes. Like, is this? Oh no. <laughs> yeah. So the uh, yeah. I, 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 uh, hands down. It's McLaren now, and but in terms of brand, like Ferrari's yeah, this is why I wanted to separate brand and design. <laughs> I think Ferrari is one of the most precious brands in the world in general. Yeah, if I say a fast car, you can no, 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 even even yeah. that, like Ferrari compared to Apple compared oh, to okay. like whatever, mm -hmm. it's the strongest brand. Yeah, you, you you have less bad things to say about Ferrari than Apple. True. <laughs> Um, second one is, what is your biggest fear? Oh. You mean physical fear or existential fear? Whatever you like. Okay. <laughs> so, well, I'm terrified of um, uh, losing my mind in some way or form. Um, I have tremendous respect for people who want to help with things like Alzheimer's and memory, brain tumors, all that is deeply, deeply disturbing and terrifying to me. I'm, yeah, uh, 
and this is the one sort of charity I, I usually help is Brain uh, in the UK, which is an organization helping with that. I would dread having, you know, some part of myself slowly missing from my brain. I could live with without many physical yeah. uh, body That's, things. But that sounds terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> So yes, that's my biggest fear. Okay. And third one is uh, a skill that everyone should learn. A skill that everyone should learn. Oh shit, I've already said mathematics, right? <laughs> um, a skill that everyone should have. Googling stuff. Like mm -hmm. being really good at Googling. Uh, I think if other people were as good as Googling as I am, I would be out of a job right now. Like, um, yeah. I think um, finding out how to find out about stuff is super, super, super important. Yeah, fast thinker and good answer. <laughs> uh, I will not think about that, but it's really good. It's, um, yeah, it's everybody, well, not everybody. <laughs> Some people think I'm smart, but I'm just really good at finding things. People, when I was in the army, I went the first, like literally the first 10 minutes or so, somebody would ask me where the toilets might be. I'm like, why do you think I would know and you wouldn't? Like, we've been here 10 minutes, both of us. Like, why yeah. would you think that I would know and you wouldn't? But the thing is like, I would never ask such a question. Yeah. Like I would try to find yeah. signage, you know, some way of finding out. Yeah. So knowing how to, to search for stuff, like it's a, mm. it's a really valuable skill. It saved me a lot, lot of time for many stupid questions my friends ask. Thank you very much. <laughs> nice. Which one your favorite uh, as terms of uh, taste? In terms of taste, okay. So you were right that the last two didn't hit as hard as mm -hmm. the bomb. Mm -hmm. So I would say I'm a fire fire person. Mm -hmm. I really liked the smokiness and okay. I am not against the vinegary um, mm -hmm. approach. In terms of design, it doesn't look good. <laughs> it doesn't look appropriate either. For yep. the smoky, but mm -hmm. like it felt old. Yeah. It felt like cedar wood and coals and, uh, you know, a cabin in the mountains and just doesn't, doesn't feel like that. It doesn't look like that. Um, mm. I really like yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Adobo loco. <laughs> Maui, Hawaii. Well, Hi. man, thank you for being in the podcast. Thank you so much. Thank you for taking the challenge. No, I think you did was, well. It was a beautiful challenge. <laughs> yes. Wait. Thanks, man. Thanks. Thanks. I'll enjoy it. I'll see you. Thank you. Success.